Welcome back to Beyond Strength and Endurance Training Talk. I'm the head coach of BSC, Kyle Holman. Today we're going to get into how to make every workout work for you. Um, we're going to look at uh, skills, strength training, Olympic lifting. So, I mean, a lot of times with skills, scaling and modifying what is programmed to meet your specific needs is often presented as, as some very simple equation, right? Like, like a formula you enter in Excel, if this, then that. So, I mean, as an example, like if you can't do pull-ups, then they do ring rows, jumping pull-ups, band and pull-ups or whatnot, no matter what the intended uh, stimulus is, time domain or format. Uh, it's always kind of pre presented as the same thing. I mean, yes, does this provide something for you to do? Um, yeah, it does, but it's it's not the most effective. So we're going to discuss that with, with skills. With strength and Olympic lifting, uh, I mean, a lot of times these things are programmed, uh, you know, I guess what I would call in the middle, uh, meaning it's not necessarily for beginners. It's not necessarily for advanced. You know, some people are feeling like they get too much rest in between sets. Some people not enough rest. Uh, some people don't feel like they're getting challenged enough. Others, it's way too difficult. Or we're getting into things like touch and go reps on Olympic lifting that uh, you just can't technically do that, uh, that correctly yet. So um, we're going to dive in this of how you can take what is programmed, look at the intended stimulus, and then modify or scale or, or change things around to make sure that it is meeting you where you're at um, and progressively moving you forward from there. Skills. So let's take a look at, uh, you know, skills are involving, you know, pull-ups, handstand, push-ups, muscle-ups, pistols, all those things. Uh, we'll use an example of pull-ups and handstand push-ups. Uh, first of all, the stimulus. So in this first section here that I'm talking about is going to be dealing with strength. Um, not building reps, not trying to accumulate more unbroken reps. If we are purely looking at building strength for your skills. Uh, so let's take an example, alternating uh, EMOM 12 uh, with two movements, pull-ups for five reps and handstand push-ups for five reps. Uh, so uh, just to clarify, in an alternating EMOM, in the first minute, we would do the five pull-ups and then rest for the remainder of the minute. And then in the second minute, we would do our five handstand push-ups rest for the remainder of the minute. So you'll alternate back and forth getting six sets of each or 30 total reps. This is based uh, for skills. Uh, the reps are five. And so we are trying to build the strength for these skills and something like this. Um, so the first question you might get with this uh, for some is, it's only five reps. So how do I make this more challenging for me? Well, the answer is to utilize various versions of the movement um, so you can progress to the most difficult um, just like you progress and, and wait for a prescribed rep scheme. So for pull-ups, you got several different versions you could do here. We could do a weighted strict pull-up. Uh, this could be something like holding a dumbbell between your feet, or if you have like a, you know, a weighted belt where you can hang weights from it, um, or a weighted vest, um, you can do weighted strict pull-ups. The next most difficult would be to do strict pull-ups. So no weight, but we're doing it in a strict fashion. So no kipping, no kicking the legs at all. Uh, dead hang strict pull-ups. From there, you get into butterfly or kipping chest-to-bar pull-ups, and then butterfly or kipping chin-over-bar pull-ups, and then you could even get into some pull-up negatives where we are either uh, pulling or jumping up to the bar and then doing a slow negative on the way down. So with only five reps to build strength, you can take that five rep scheme, but for you, pick according to your level what is the most difficult form of the pull-up that you can do for that. That is what's going to help build strength in that movement. Uh, similar with handstand push-ups. Uh, once again, you have a weighted uh, strict deficit. So going from a deficit and doing it in a strict fashion, once again, weighted. Uh, really the only 
way you're going to do weighted is with a, a weighted vest on this. Uh, there's just really not anything else that would be <laughs> feasible, I suppose. Uh, next, you would get into strict deficit handstand push-ups and then just strict uh, you know, RX or to the ground handstand push-ups. And then we get into kipping deficit and then kipping handstand push-ups. And then once again, you can do those negatives where uh, you're kicking up to the wall and just doing the uh, slow negative uh, to put your head down. So those are all different ways to pick the most difficult version for you. And you can do that um, on your sets and that's gonna help you build strength for that movement. So the next question uh, that might come up with this is, what if I can't do pull-ups or handstand push-ups? How can I build strength when I can't do those movements? So um, for Beyond, we've created strength markers and these are uh, barbell or weighted movements um, that directly correlate to the skill. Um, so for pull-ups, the strength marker would be snatch grip bent over rows. So um, you, are, you have your snatch grip on the barbell, um, knees slightly bent, um, hinging at the hips, getting that chest parallel to the ground, and pulling that barbell right towards the top of your stomach. So you could do five snatch grip rows in this format. Um, this would help build the strength that would correlate to pull-ups. Uh, what we found is that if you can do a snatch grip bent over row with 75 to 80% of your body weight, then you now should have the strength uh, to do a pull-up. And I've posted things about how to estimate your uh, max, um, and I might put that in the verbiage on this podcast, but that way we can still work on the strength for pull-ups. Because um, in this situation, once again, we are working on strength. So I'm going to talk about building reps or when we're going for higher reps. That to me is the time to use uh, what I prefer would be jumping pull-ups over the band, but some different form of a pull-up like that uh, when we're working on you know strength endurance or building reps. But right now we're working on strength. So that snatch grip bent over row would be the best thing for you to utilize in this situation. So with handstand push-ups, that strength marker is a barbell push press. Um, and, and the push press would be uh, specifically for kipping. Um, that would be the strength marker for kipping handstand push-ups. It would be a strict press uh, for strict handstand push-ups. Uh, so once again, the percentage on this happens to be the same. So if you can uh, barbell push press 75 to 80% of your body weight, then you should now have the strength to do a kipping handstand push-up. Same thing, strict press would be 75 to 80% of your body weight for a strict press uh, to be able to do that strict handstand push-up. So once again, you can't do pull-ups, you can't do handstand push-ups, no worries. But instead of uh, you know stacking ab mats, which uh, I'll talk more about that in a minute, I don't like, or doing a pike handstand push-up or something, these barbell movements are going to build your strength specific to these skills. And honestly, they're going to be able to progress you to getting that first rep uh, much quicker. So um, that's when we're talking about strength. Now, if we're working on building unbroken reps or working on your endurance in a movement, um, that's going to be a little different. So uh, for if you can do pull-ups and handstand push-ups, and a lot of times uh, I'll use this in the form of if we're actually in the WOD or Metcon now, um, let's say you know we're, doing, we're supposed to do 10, 15, 20, uh, whatnot, pull-ups or handstand push-ups. So if you can do that movement, then once again, you can kind of use that same uh, format. I mean, if it's programmed for kipping and you can do that or chest to bar and you can do that, um, then do that. But um, now we would be choosing a form of the pull-up that we can do. So if you use that same um, you know, hardest, easiest format that I went over earlier, if it's programmed as strict and you can't do that many strict uh, pull-ups, then can you do chest bar? Can you do chin over bar? Uh, same thing with handstand push-ups. If it's, you know, let's say programmed as kipping deficit, if 
if you can't do that, can you do kipping regularly? Uh, so that's how you can still do the movement. Now, if you can't do pull-ups or handstand push-ups at all, now in pull-ups, I do prefer a jumping pull-up over the band. Um, I'll probably do a, another podcast or something on scaling and modifying, but the band is just very, it's it's way too varied. Depending on the height of the bar you're going to, uh, bands can start to stretch over time. Um, it's just really hard, in my opinion, to progress, uh, to have objective things to progress through on band pull-ups. With jumping pull-ups, we can find uh, a marker to use. So if you're standing on plates or a box or on the ground, depending on the height uh, of you and the bar you're going to, if you stand there and put both hands over your head, now we can work on different things. So the first level would be uh, your palms. So standing with both hands up and making sure that your palms are touching uh, the bar. From there, we would go to your wrist. From there, it'd be about a fist length from your wrist. And then we can go mid forearm and then down to your elbow. So the um, higher you are putting yourself to the bar, so let's take something where if I stood there, held my hands up, and now my elbows are the, are the thing that's touching the, the bar, that means when I put my hands on it, I'm going to be able to squat down much more and get more help from my legs. Uh, if we go on the opposite end where now my palms are only touching it, I'm barely getting any help uh, from my legs. But when you jump, this is allowing you to actually pull on the bar. Um, I just see it a lot when people use a band, they're just kind of bouncing up and down, or even when they do jumping pull-ups, you're just doing jumping jacks, basically. So that palm, uh, wrist, you know, fist length from the wrist, mid forearm, elbow, that at least gives you a marker that if you have to start at your elbows and do the 10 or 15 reps or whatever, if we do a next workout, let's say this one was 15 reps and we do another workout that's 10, now can I place the bar at my mid forearm? So this is giving you an objective thing to know how you're progressing. As you get stronger, you'll be able to move up your arm towards uh, your wrist and palm um, rather than just trying to use a band and you know constantly trial and error, getting multiple bands, a thicker band, uh, things like that. For handstand push-ups, if you can't do them, you, you can stack, but I, I don't like it when people stack uh, ab mats. It gets wobbly. Um, I prefer to use the rubber plates. So I can put a 25-pound plate underneath the ab mat, which is making that handstand push-up, uh, kipping or strict, a shorter range of motion for me. I only like to use, if you get to the point where you have a 45 underneath the ab mat, that's the highest that I want to stack plates because then we're getting to the point where you're, you're barely even moving at all. <laughs> it's like a one-inch range of motion, which isn't helping. So, you know, a double dumbbell push press or strict press, depending on if it's a, you know, kipping or strict handstand push-up that's programmed, that's going to allow you in the water Metcon to use something that's challenging you, that is challenging for you for the rep scheme, um, but allows you to breathe and move. And we're not having to pike up every time and uh, have a box in the middle of the workout floor, especially if we don't need a box uh, for anything else in the workout. Um, but that those levels are going to allow you to uh, find what is specific to you so you can still reach the stimulus of the workout. Um, and that's all we're trying to do now with this to how to make every single workout work for you. Traditional strength training movements. So these would be, you know, front squat, back squat, deadlift, bench press, uh, any of those traditional strength training movements uh, that we have. So if, if something is programmed, once again, let's say that we're doing uh, six sets of six for front squat, and it's programmed that you need to do two sets at 70%, you know, two sets at 75, two sets at 80. Uh, so how do we make this work for you? So the first question uh, sometimes that you get is, what if you don't know your max on this lift? Um, you know, if you don't know your max, then these percentages basically mean nothing to you because uh, a percentage of what, right? 
Um, so how do you select these weights? Um, you want to build to the heaviest weight you can with full range of motion and solid technique. So it's just definitely worth reiterating that if you're not going to a full depth squat um, because of you know your strength or or your um, mobility, then you know that you always need to go through a full range of motion. You need to select the weight that allows you to do that. Um, but you need to take you know if this is six sets, you know take the first couple sets to trial and error. I mean this is how you're going to figure it out. Um, so you want to put on a weight that you feel, you know, you've warmed up and you feel, all right, this first weight, I can complete six reps of the full range of motion and good technique. After that first set, how did it feel? Um, I like to go off kind of, you know, easy, medium, hard, so to speak. Uh, so if it was easy, then maybe we, um, you know, put fives on each side. So we're going up 10 pounds. If it was uh, medium, then maybe we put two and a half on each side. So we're going up a total of five pounds. If it was hard, then, um, you know, maybe you stay there. Maybe you found the right weight. Um, so that's a way to kind of find that weight in the first couple of sets. And then we get into our four working sets. Um, you need to record what you're doing so that next time we do this, whether it's the same reps or lower reps, you looked at what you did for six reps. Let's say we're doing four next week. So now when you get to four, it's like, okay, well, I ended up at, you know, whatever, 135. So I know I need to try to go a little bit heavier in that because the reps are lower. Uh, so please make sure you record um, you might think you'll remember what you did last time, but uh, I've been doing this a long time and I promise you, you won't if you don't write it down. So, um, you know, it's getting more training time under your belt. And once you write down these weights and figure out what weights you can do for what reps, now you can begin to know more and more what you're supposed to choose. And then you can work towards a max and eventually, you know, get that percentages now that you have to go off of. Uh, so once you have uh, a max that you know how to go off of, or even if you don't quite yet, and you're, you're still doing this trial and error thing, Another question that comes up is how much rest should I take between sets? So once again, this was just prescribed as six sets of six on front squat. Um, and we had percentages that we were trying to hit. When you first start lifting, you uh, cannot lift heavy enough yet to necessitate rest. So for example, if we said with this, you know, we're going to go every two minutes for 12 minutes. So that would be six sets. So you do your six reps, you know, that takes you about 10 to 12 seconds. And then, you know, you would have the remainder of the two minutes rest. For people who are new, they're basically going to feel like they're standing there forever uh, because they can't lift heavy enough to want that rest. For those that have been lifting for a while and have some, you know, really high maxes relative to their body weight, you know, over their body weight, two times their body weight, that rest is going to feel extremely short. And now they're not able to hit those percentages maybe because they're not getting enough rest in between sets. So once again, if we look at the strength to body weight ratio is something I use all the time. Um, if your max is below your body weight on something like this, then I would only take, you know, 60 to 90 seconds between sets uh, because you just don't need that much rest yet. Um, if your max is above your body weight, um, you know, up to one and a half or maybe a little higher than two minutes in between uh, sets would be good. And then if you got a, you know, a high max, you know, above uh, especially two times your body weight, then you might be in the three to four minute range in between sets. So this is a way to take, you know, what is prescribed and get the appropriate rest so you can hit the stimulus of pushing for heavy weights for your six reps. Um, so always make sure you keep that strength to body weight ratio in mind, especially once you get a max. You can easily do that math to see where you're at in accordance to 
your strength to body weight ratio, and then take the rest that is appropriate for you. Uh, so you don't feel like you're either A, staying there forever, or B, it now becomes cardio weightlifting <laughs> because you're not getting nearly enough rest uh, to hit the percentages that you need. Olympic lifting. Uh, there's a lot that goes into Olympic lifting, obviously, because we have a huge technical aspect. Um, you know, not there's not there's obviously technique to uh, front squat, back squat, deadlift, and all that, but um, technique is a lot easier to pick up on those. So it basically comes down to you can either, you know, squat or pick up the weight, or you can't. Uh, but with Olympic lifting, there's there is definitely the technical consideration to take in play, uh, not only the weight you're lifting as well. So if we use another example, let's say what's programmed is a 15 minute time block and you are to work to a heavy two rep power clean um, or a new max for that example, uh, for example. So 15 minutes, you know, the biggest question is going to come up, well, how many sets do I do in 15 minutes? Um, the open time block can help you work um, more specific to your technique uh, because if a certain amount of rest and sets is, is programmed, once again, as we talked about in strength training, some are going to feel like they're standing there forever. Some it's turned into cardio weightlifting, like I mentioned earlier, because you're not getting enough rest. So um, always like to use, once again, the strength to body weight ratio. It's just a really good way to have objective numbers to know um, and help you make a decision. So uh, we'll look at three options here, and it's kind of beginner, intermediate, advanced. If you're a beginner, a lot of times you you don't really know your max, or even if you do, it's it's probably not a true max because the technical aspect of this is coming into play and or you're just not used to or accustomed to lifting uh, truly heavy yet. So in this situation with that 15-minute time block for beginners, I would recommend doing an, an EMOM. So every minute on the minute for 15 minutes, that's 15 sets. Uh, you do your two reps, that's a total of 30 reps. This is allowing you a lot of reps to really work on your technique. For beginners, I really would just never recommend doing touch and go reps because um, your technique is already something you're working on and, and, and or struggling with. And so uh, to do a power clean and then immediately try to go down and touch and go off the ground and do another one, um, I mean, to be honest, a lot of times your technique is gonna go to shit. Uh, so this 15 sets of two of uh, two single reps each minute for 15 minutes, that allows you to work repetition repetition, repetition, and just focus on one rep at a time. Uh, and that is going to help you uh, work on that technique and, and climb and hopefully eventually over time actually get to a max that now you can go off percentages. The intermediate level is, is a tough one because now you're, you know, you're in between. You're, you're not a beginner anymore. Technique is starting to get better. You can start to lift heavier now. Um, we, not, we might not be quite ready to um, effectively string together touch and go reps. We, we do need to work on it at this point. You're, you're to that point where you need to work on it. So in this 15 minutes, what I would recommend is for the first six minutes to do an EMOM and to do a power clean plus what is called a hang pause touch and go power clean. So what that means is you take the barbell from the ground, you complete your power clean. I come back down and go to the hang or above knee position, pause, dead stop, this allows you to check the balance in your feet, the position of your shoulders over the barbell, and then we touch and go off the ground to hit our second power clean. So we're in essence kind of segmenting the lift and slowing it down and pausing so that you can work on being under control when you touch and go off the ground. So that would be the first six minutes. Then from there, I'd recommend going every 90 seconds for the remaining nine minutes, which would be six sets. So now you're, you know, lifting heavy enough to where you do need a little bit of rest in between those sets if we're going to climb and wait. Um, and now we'll work on taking what we just uh, worked from a technical aspect and do those two touch and go reps uh, for those six sets and build an up and weight that way. Um, this intermediate level will be for those who are, you know, starting to, starting to lift at body weight or slightly above. 
um, and you know your max in order to to obviously know that. So um, next we get to advanced. So now, you know, technique's looking pretty good. You're getting accustomed to lifting heavier weights. Um, now you need that rest. So this would be, you know, 1.25 or above your body weight um, on something like this lift. And so I would recommend going every three minutes for 15 minutes. So this is only five sets, but you are now lifting heavy enough that you want that rest in between um, and need that rest in order for you to continue to climb the ladder and get to a, you know, a heavy two rep or even a, a new two rep max. Uh, so once again, I know there's a lot of variables and um, you, know, you might have to listen to this several times to kind of see where you fall in this, but um, it's, it's really good to look at your strength to body weight ratio, as I mentioned in the strength training, to know how much rest I need and to know also if I'm a beginner, I need more repetitions to work on my technique. Um, and then once I get advanced, usually I'm pretty dialed in and now it's just about lifting heavier weights. So uh, once again, always think about what the stimulus is and then choose appropriately according to your strength to body weight ratio to know how much rest to use um, and things like this on Olympic lifts.